Welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast. It is May 28th, 2021. Can't believe it's already June. It's summertime, summertime, summertime. Let me know what you like to do in the summer, y'all. And now that, you know, people are getting vaccinated and stuff, I think more people are going to do stuff. I don't know. In my opinion, like, even being fully vaccinated, like me and Trisha are both fully vaxxed now. Well, in another week, I will be, rather, because I got mine last weekend. My second dose last weekend, but... I don't know. I, I still feel like I want to wear my mask, like, in places. I don't know. I don't know. I still feel like I'm going to wait and see what happens. Because, obviously, <laughs> like, there's still a bunch of people not getting vaccinated and whatever. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, regardless, I guess, let me know what you do in the summer. What you, like? you like to you like to grill? You like to... Uh, you know, go to the go fishing. What do you do? You know what I mean? I want to because the grill I do have is like a regular just charcoal grill, you know, and just it's it's bad and old and it's I didn't take care of it properly when I got it. So I'm, we're going to get a new one, I think. And I want to like grill and like I want to like grill corn and ribs and shit. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I just want to grill. I want to grill shit. Some fish, go fishing and grow some fish. Some shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Let me know what you like to grill. Let me know what your favorite thing to grill is. I wanna know what your favorite thing to grill is, yo. Dude, let's start let's start out I got a lot of I got a lot of nerdy news and a lot of uh anime news as well. And yeah, let's just dive into it. I will take a small break in the middle of course. Just like we always do. Um before I start this is dedicated to Samuel E. Wright. He died recently, about I think a couple of days ago, three days ago. Um, might have been longer than that, but this is published three days ago. Um, he was seventy-four years old. He was um a voice actor. He was best known for voicing Sebastian in The Little Mermaid. Uh, dude, I used to, I love The Little Mermaid, I still love that film, and I love, of course I love Sebastian, I have a big stuffed Sebastian, uh, in my living room, yeah, Keisty girl, yeah, dude, I fucking love, I love Sebastian, it's, it's a shame, it's a damn shame, so this is dedicated to Samuel E. Wright, love you, rest in paradise, my friend, let's get into it. Oh, let's close that really quick. Far Cry 6 Collector's Edition revealed. Pre-orders are now live. Dude, it's cool. It comes with a big replica, um, you know, gun. And the gun looks like... Because I think in this one, you can, like, craft, like, weapons all hardcore. And it's, like, a replica of a flamethrower of one that you would craft in the game. So it kind of looks like it's got... I don't know, dude. It looks super sick, though. Like, it's supposed to be, like, a one-scale one replica. Super dope. Comes with a soundtrack. Comes with a map of the game. Comes with schematics for like the the flamethrower, and then it comes with the game, obviously. And then I think the game comes in like a steel book, um, kind of thing, which is super dope. Um, the collector's edition also comes with the season pass and the ultimate pack when those come out. I think 
Um, and you can now get it for $200, which, in my opinion, I guess is pretty standard. I mean, normally these things are 120 to $300, you know, so that's pretty standard, especially with everything it comes with. I mean, a hundred of that is basically this gun replica, and the other hundred of it is, like, the game and everything else, probably, you know. But, yeah, it looks super sick. Uh, Cyberpunk 27.7 gets a new game director. They have found a new game director in Gabriel Amantan... Uh, Amatan, Amatangelo, Amatan, Amatangelo. I am so sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, Amatangelo. Uh, following former Quest, or, Quest director uh, Matus Tomaskiewicz stepping down from his role and leaving CD Projekt Red entirely, the new game director joined up with the studio back in 2020 in January. He joined the team as creative director for Cyberpunk. Prior to that, he was worked on several major RPG experiences, including Dragon Age Inquisition, Star Wars The Old Republic, and some others. So yeah, I don't know what that means for the future of the game. Hopefully, maybe things get fixed quicker, rolled out f- faster, you know, we'll see. Um, but yeah. New Horizon Forbidden West PS5 gameplay revealed. This is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. And, yeah, it's called Horizon 2 Forbidden West. It looks super sick. Uh, I, I mean, I've heard these games were super dope. I've, I still haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn. But um, I'm not a big mainstream gamer to begin with. But this in particular just looks super cool. Like, Because in the first one, it was like a lot of, uh, you know, snowy, colder climate look. You know what I mean? And you were kind of bundled up a little bit more. In this one, it's like tropical pirate island shit it looks super sick like that's i just love the way games are designed the way they look it's super dope to me um dude we got a lot of sonic news okay sonic origins gives players a new chance to experience the glory days this year marks the 30th anniversary for the sonic the hedgehog franchise and is with any major anniversary milestone for a long-running franchise fans want something to celebrate the glory days of the series while 2017 Sonic Mania paid stellar tribute to the 2D days of Sega's spiny speedster, fans still love and play the games that gave Nintendo's popular plumber a run for his money back in the 90s. Yeah, dude, this is sick. So Sonic Origins gathers several of the series' earlier entries into one collection. Um, there's not too many details on it, like on what platforms it'll be on. I assume it'll be on all platforms, because why the fuck not? Um, but it does feature... The original ones, obviously, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and Sonic and Knuckles. And then, obviously, together, you can play Sonic 3 and Knuckles, um, as well as Sonic CD, which is another great one. Um, you know, I am sure it's it's also going to include things like Sonic Spinball. Maybe it'll have Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, which was more of, like, based on the American cartoon show. So that one was kind of weird. Um, but, like, there's also... I'm sure they'll put, like, Sonic 3D Blast, Knuckles Chaotix, maybe, you know? So we'll see. It'd be really cool if they put, like, the arcade one. There was this weird Sonic arcade game, and, oh, my God, you got to look it up. I think it's just, I think it's literally just called Sonic Arcade, and it looked like Sonic 3D Blast. Like, that's kind of, it was, like, this top-down 45-degree angle view of it. And you ran through these difficult levels, and it was like a constant run kind of game. Um, 
But yeah, I, I, I that would be sick if they included that. That'd be dope because obviously we didn't get a lot of, you know, a lot of the copies of that arcade cabinet did not get around. Sonic Fighters, that would be cool if that was on there. But yeah, Sonic Colors Ultimate Sprints to Modern Platforms this September. Uh, Sonic Colors is getting a remaster or a remake. And, uh, or no, this isn't, oh yeah, it is a remaster of the 2010 Wii game. This is actually a really cool game that a lot of people actually enjoyed. A lot of people kind of gave it like, oh, well, that doesn't look, this looks bad. Like, this looks lame like the previous uh, 3D Sonic games that were coming out. And it was actually pretty good and really fun. So, I don't know. Uh, there's obviously a reason why they're remastering it. But, yeah, that can that's going to come out on, uh, I think it's going to come out on all platforms. We also got a little teaser today called official teaser trailer sonic central 2021 and all they said was new sonic team game um and i think they mean that as as in the sonic team like the dev team um it's coming from the same team that brought you sonic generations and sonic forces um there there isn't, isn't really much to the teaser it's just sonic running and you see this weird symbol at the end, and that's all it is. So, I don't know, but I'm excited for that. And it being the 30th anniversary of Sonic, I mean, I don't know. I think we need to review some some Sonic anime, don't you think? Maybe Sonic X, maybe the OVA that came out a little bit ago. I don't know. I've been wanting to review those for a while, but Nick and Danny don't want to. So, I don't know. They're a bunch of bitches. I'll just do it myself. F you guys. You guys smell. Uh, this year's Pokemon Go Fest is a musical celebration. For the second straight year, Pokemon Go Fest is worldwide, meaning anyone can purchase a digital ticket and participate from the comfort of their homes and neighborhoods. Last year's ticket cost 15 bucks, but this year it'll be just $5, and it gives you access to two full days of Pokemon catching on July 17th and the 18th. And it's themed around music, so I don't really know what that means. I think it means you can catch Pokemon wearing, like, there's, like, I'm seeing, like, the little Lucha Pikachu here, and there's another Pikachu, like, in a little kind of magical girl tutu outfit looks super cute um but yeah that's exciting so check that out for your pokemon go players game builder garage okay i thought this was cool i heard about this and it was announced it's published by nintendo developed by nintendo and it's going to be coming out for the switch on june 11th 2021 so in a couple months three years ago nintendo introduced the world to its curious product line called labo a papercraft toys to life series that focused on not only delivering new games to kids but teaching them to build a game builder garage, the upcoming first party Nintendo switch programming game that was announced in this in earlier this month feels like the natural evolution of Labo minus the cardboard. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, it looks really cool. The game includes seven interactive lessons that aim to teach you how to develop seven different games via approachable visual scripting, and then will set you free to build any game you'd like with its free programming mode. I mean, that's pretty sick. I would like to see how this works. For sure. The little announcement trailer does give you, uh, you know, kind of a hint on how that works. But, I mean, that's pretty sick. I mean, I, I, I can imagine, like, like um, you know, kids who are, like, 10, 11, 12 years old buying this. Or even 13, 14, 15 years old buying this and going, you know what? This is what I want to do for a career. And hopefully it inspires more creative people to make more games. You know, that's really sick. Um, Dragon Quest 3 HD 2D remake and Dragon Quest Keshi Keshi revealed. 
dude, this 2D, 3D remake, like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I would love a remake like this that is like, so the reason why it's called 2D, 3D is because it's using, it's, it's using like 2D sprites or whatever, right? But like, it looks like Octopath Traveler. There we go. That's the best way. That's the fastest way to say it. it it's, it's an HD remake of 3D remake of Dragon Quest three, but it looks like Octopath Traveler. And I mean, it just looks fucking amazing, dude. It looks so sick. Like, I can't wait to play this. I want to play this so bad. And it's just, man, God, that's, it's just so dope looking. And yeah, dude, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Um, they also announced, um, while details are scarce, the company did confirm an Octopath Traveler-esque experience, giving the upcoming release a more classic 2D feel that balances out the newness that players will experience with the Flames of Fate, which is the latest Dragon Quest game, Dragon Quest Twelve: The Flames of Fate, which takes a more dark, grittier turn on the series. And yeah, dude, just lots of Dragon Quest goodness all around. Hell yeah, dude. I can't wait to play that one. I'm going to buy that and play that. I love Dragon Quest. I probably don't love it as much as Armad Chan, but like the games I have played, I did love. I've played seven. I've played seven. The first, I never beat the first one, but I did play it for a while. And I played seven. I played one of the DS ones. I think it was nine. Was nine on the DS? Nine or ten? One of the DS ones. And I think there was a remake on the DS2 of, like, one of the original ones. Like, it was probably two or something. And, oh, and Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior Monsters, which is another one I played, which was kind of Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior's take on Pokemon, which is really fun, by the way. It was on Game Boy Color. Uh, BlizzCon 2021 canceled. Hybrid event rescheduled for early next year. Um, I think we talked about this, right? Weren't they just doing, like, a virtual event? I guess they're canceling it. BlizzCon won't be having a big event. While most shows have taken the digital approach this year, including the upcoming E3, an assortment of big summer game announcements, Blizzard is not having an event in 2021. However, there will be a show early next year. In a blog post, executive producer of BlizzCon, Sarah Smith, said that the global event is being planned for the early part of next year instead. But we don't want to let go to let too long go by before we connect with everyone again, said Smith. So in the meantime, we're planning a global event for the early part of next year, combining an online show along the lines of our current recent BlizzCon line with smaller in-person gatherings, and we'll share more as our plans come together. So yeah, I'll keep you updated on all that. Here's all the PS Plus titles coming for June. Operation... Tango, Star Wars Squadrons, and Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown, which is really cool because like they just announced that bitch. Sega announced on Tuesday a new remake of Vir- if it's Virtual Fighter Five, Virtual Fighter Five game titled Virtual Five Ultimate Showdown that will launch exclusively on PS4 on June first. The company unveiled in a trailer. The game will include. New online features and updated graphics using Ryuga Gotoku Studios Dragon Engine. The game will also feature new background music for every stage, a new user interface, new opening video, just all around just new shit. 
Sega had announced last September that the Virtua Fighter uh, eSports project, a project that would restart the Virtua Fighter 3D fighting game series with an eSports-focused title, Sega renewed its trademark for the logo of Virtua Fighter with the U.S. patent and trademark office in October 2018. Um, so Virtua Fighter 5 was originally released in 2010, and then two years later, a DLC updated version in 2012 called the final showdown. Um, and so this is called ultimate showdown and is like an updated version of that. And so you can get that for free on PS plus if you are a PS plus member in June. So I am definitely going to cop that cause I am currently one right now. Uh, I'm not sure when is it just when June starts, right? So I could probably like tomorrow or not tomorrow, but next week. So that's pretty cool. Um, the game received a television anime adaptation in 95. Yeah, it was bad. It was. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but it was kind of bad. It's on Tubi TV is what it says right here. J.J. Uh, Abrams confirms Portal movie is an act of development with Warner Brothers. That's all I'm going to say about that because they're going to fuck it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, Borderlands 3 is getting a crossplay everywhere but PlayStation. Surprise, surprise. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm not sure. But for you Borderlands fans who wanted to play it on PS5, I'm sorry. Um, We got the final character announcement for the Streets of Rage 4 Nightmare DLC. And the last character revealed was Shiva. Obviously, this was the route to go. Okay? Because, like, I, I always thought it was weird when... So, like, in Streets of Rage 4, for those of you who haven't played it, um, you can unlock, ret- they call it retro characters, where it's just the sprite versions from, like, the original Sega games. And one of those was Max from Streets of Rage 2, except there is artwork for Max. Like, there's a sprite, uh, Streets of Rage 4 version of, of Max in the game because he's just in the game. I won't say why, but he's in the game. Um and so I always thought it was weird. I was like, why would they do that when there's already art of him? Like, you know, that's really weird. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> he's now a character. So we got Max, and we got Estelle, and who is one of the cops of Wood Oak City, uh, or SWAT team member. I think she's like the commander of the SWAT team. And then Shiva. And Shiva was, I mean, that's not really spoilers. Shiva was a boss. He's like the third level boss. But like, yeah, dude, she was really cool. I love Streets of Rage series. I'm glad that this DLC is coming out because there's, like, a bunch of new levels, added levels, and obviously the new characters are sick. And I will give this... The people who made this game and, and this game, I will give them all my fucking money because they brought back to life a franchise that had was thought to be dead, you know, a long time ago and brought, breath, breathed, 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 new life into it and i just love it i love streets of rage so much kunio kun game series gets 35th anniversary project new works arc system works announced the neketsu koha kunio kun 35th anniversary project on tuesday and revealed a logo um for those of you who don't know what i'm talking about the kunio kun series was a game that came out by technos japan in 1986 and when it was localized here, they changed the name to River City Ransom, Renegade, and Crash in the Boys Street Challenge. So 
Yeah, it's they're all the same thing. Like it's all Kunio Kun, um, but just when we got them here, they just changed the names for you know whatever. But um, Arc System Works acquired the rights to a number of Technos Japan games, including Double Dragon, Super Dodgeball, River City Ransom, and Kunio Kun games. Um, uh, in June 2015, the company released Kunio Kun: The World Classics Collection, which is a collection of games that of the Kunio Kun franchise on PlayStation Four, and then the River City Girls game in 2019, which I loved, by the way. I loved River City Girls. It was so cool. And all of the fucking, like, nods and homages to it, just, like, all the Techno stuff was really cool. Um, if you don't know who Techno's Japan is, I mean, obviously they've done Kunio-kun and all that stuff, but they were huge in the 80s and 90s, and they did uh, Twin Lever, Karate Champ, uh battling volume five mania challenge double dragon double dragon two double dragon three they did all the double dragon games okay and yeah so i mean they're 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 responsible for uh those huge uh things those are you know double dragon i love double dragon i was playing super double dragon two earlier or not two but just super double dragon Willy Wonka origin film cast Timothy Chalamet as the Chocolatier. Apparently this movie is supposed to be like a young Willy Wonka and how he became, uh, you know, Willy Wonka or whatever. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've heard the books are really good. I've never read them. I'm not a big reader. But, I mean, I love the movies, you know, so I can imagine this could be really cool. Uh, Transformers, the movie's 35th anniversary 4K UHD tops Amazon charts. The Steelbook features a meticulous 4K transfer of the original 35mm film, elements from the Transformers the movie, which includes stunning picture quality. Shout Factory and Hasbro's E1 collaborated on the Steelbook release. Yeah, super cool. I mean, if you've never seen this animated movie, the Transformers the movie, it's so good. It's it's probably one of the best animated movies out there. I love it so much. Um, and plus the story is really cool. Dude, I guess they're making a new Highlander movie, and they... Um, penned Henry Cavill to do to be the one super dope if you've never heard of Highlander dude get on it uh, Todd McFarlane promises a mind-blowing film update is on the way for his character and the movie coming out for it Spawn the Spawn film I love Spawn one of my favorite comic book characters honestly I am so behind on western comics and I really want to get like the omnibus collections of like the 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 first Spawn comics like so bad because I want to read all that stuff. I I love Spawn. He's one of the coolest like comic book characters ever. I love the anti-hero, dark heroes, you know, villain turn good characters. I and Spawn is just that. Like, you know, he went to hell and he came back and he was he's basically like the Punisher from hell, you know, and it was just super dope. Um, here is everything coming to 2B TV in June. Um, Anna, Air Force One, Brick Mansions, Gamer, this is a weird movie, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, uh, let's see, Superfly, War, Blood Plus, and Dr. Slum for anime. Uh, Hustle and Flow, The Ladies' Man, South Central, Perfect Holiday, dude, Perfect Holiday was a decent movie. Uh, four, four Weddings and a Funeral, Guess Who, Midnight in Paris, Christmas Vacation, The South Park Movie, um, All the King's Men, Brick, Eyes Wide Shut, Full Metal Jacket, Message in a Bottle, My Sister's Keeper, 
Seven Pounds, Strip Tease, The Truman Show. Dude, Truman Show. That's a great movie. Pursuit of Happiness. That's a good movie, too. Um, we got House on the Hill, Isle of the Dead, Silent Hill. Dude, low-key, the Silent Hill movie was dope. The first one, I've never seen the second one, but the first one was really good. The first one was kind of just like a an adaptation of the first game, but like they switched. Instead of the dad, you play like the wife. It's like the wife in the movie, I mean, where in the game you play the dad. Um, Paddington Bear, dude, Paddington Bear. Let me tell you something about Paddington Bear. It's a ten out of ten movie, ten out of ten children's book. If I ever catch you disrespecting Paddington Bear, I, dude, you can come catch his hands. His hands are rated E for everyone. Don't ever put disrespect on Paddington. I will knock you the fuck out. Honestly, fuck you. Corpse Bride, that's a good movie. Kung Fu Panda. Also, don't put don't put disrespect on Kung Fu Panda. Don't put disrespect on my boy Poe right now. I don't even have to fight you for that one. He'll fight you. He'll slap the shit out of you. Virus, Unthinkable, uh, Poseidon, Kin, I Still See You, Knock Knock. Dude, Knock Knock was a was a crazy movie. If you've never seen that, you should watch it. Keanu Reeves, dude. Marvel's Eternal trailer breaks Disney's pandemic-era viewership record. The first trailer for Eternals has garnered more views than any other Disney trailer released since the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this. I, I think this is going to be the catalyst to what really starts the next phase of the Marvel universe um, and kind of get it, kind of get things going. Like I'm not saying it's going to be the film that makes it, but it's going to be like the, it's going to be like the film that kind of says, okay, this is where this is. This is where this is. This is where this is. And this is where this is, you know, while Spider-Man and Shang-Chi and all that happened, you know? So it's going to be crazy. Zack Snyder, uh, was doing a Star Wars project, I guess, but and the movie was supposed to be like Seven Samurai inspired, which if you've never seen Seven Samurai, you should watch it. Um, I guess now it's a standalone original movie and no longer a Seven Samurai like movie, so or no longer a Star Wars movie. It's still a Seven Samurai like movie, but no longer a Star Wars film. So it's its own thing now. So. It's supposed to be loosely inspired by Akira Kurosawa's 1954 film Seven Samurai. Um, but yeah, um, I, I guess it was supposed to be a Star Wars movie and now it's not. So, But he still wants to make it and it's still coming out. Uh, speaking of which, J.J. Abrams admitted Star Wars sequel trilogy should have been had a definitive plan. You think? I'm not even going to read this article. Stupid. Like, it's already, you already fucked it up, man. Just leave it. Just forget it. Like, if they had just kept J.J. from the beginning and not tried to do the different director every time thing, you know, which they realized after The Last Jedi happened, they were like, yeah, this is bad. Let's just bring J.J. back. And then J.J. had shit to work with. So what did, what would you, what did you expect, you know? Dumb. So dumb. Anyway. That is all the non-anime news I have. Let us get to the anime news. Um, But before that, let's take a small break. Boom, check that out for me, okay? And of course, links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there. And again, I just want to thank everyone who came to the 300th episode live stream. Really appreciate it. It was super fun. Um... 
and you know let us know what you want to see more on Twitch of you know like what do you want to see more of on Twitch and and things like that and I just I'm really grateful that I got to do this for 300 episodes you know um, well I mean technically more than that because like all the AOQs and newscasts and all the other stuff but just 300 episodes of just the, the just just the podcast like can't believe it I can't believe it I cannot believe it and it's just amazing and it's like it's crazy because like our like birthday is coming up soon so it's it's super wild to me it's super crazy um i really appreciate everything you guys have done and and continue to listen and continue to believe in me and danny and nick and what we're doing and it's it's fucking amazing so i really love it i love you guys thank you um patreon.com slash anime center become a patron give us smoky his wings right now uh, we're working on getting Danny some, or not Danny, but Nick, some upgraded computer stuff. And I think I am going to, uh, get a second monitor here soon. We're trying to set up for more Twitch kinds of things. And I'm trying to see what other upgrades I need for my computer that's left. Um, and that's probably what the money's going towards now. And I think also I probably would like to get a new mic soon just because I've been using this one for about five years because I didn't have it in the beginning well I did have it in the beginning but like not right away in the beginning um in the beginning I was just using my headset mic which is ugh um it's like a little plain Jane Sony headphone with a little skinny mic attached to it on the side um I don't know I still like this mic though I think I think it's still very nice I love it um but yeah we'll see we'll see so yeah, that's kind of what your patron money goes towards, you know. I don't really, we don't really, we just invest it right back in, you know. So, um, yeah. So I, I really appreciate it if you're a patron. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, before we move on, I want to dedicate the anime part of this to Mac Ross's mechanical designer Kazutaka Miyatake. Um, I guess his house got caught on fire, and. It's fucking nuts. is is crazy. Um, Take Taka Chiho linked to a report on Japanese channel TBS, which stated that both the husband and wife, who were residents uh, of the house, were hospitalized, but the wife, six-year-old Tomoko Watanabe, passed away. Takachiho stated that Miyatake is still hospitalized but not is not in serious condition. So, you know, just sending love and prayers to Kazutaka Miyatake and obviously the work he's done is legendary and that is just it's it's terrible. That's terrible. So sending love for you, my friend, and this is for you, okay? Um I'll keep you guys updated just in case, you know, maybe we can rally around him and you know, maybe we can donate money somewhere or something. I don't know. I don't know how bad the fire was. I, I guess it got it took two hours to be put out, but yeah, I'll keep you guys updated. Hopefully, he's okay. I guess, so, yeah. Kadokawa comments on illegal motorcycle riding depiction in Super Cub <laughs> in Super Cub anime. Um, so Kadokawa in episode six of Super Cub, Kaguma is shown riding a motorcycle together with her friend Reiko. Despite the fact that it is illegal in Japan for someone who has owned a motorcycle license for less than a year to ride with another passenger. 
This apparent discrepancy drew attention online because of the anime's attention to detail and accuracy, and because of the motorcycle motorcycle manufacturer Honda provided design supervision for the series. Um, Kadokawa responded to a request for comments from legal news website Bengal4.com regarding the anime's depiction of illegal motorcycle riding. The full statement is this. Here it is. It was translated, so let me read it to you. As the on-screen text in the anime states, this story is a work of fiction. Honda Motor Company provided its cooperation and supervision only for the designs in Super Cub. Regarding the two characters riding together, the circumstances are explained thoroughly in the source material novel. This was shown a little bit in the anime in an abridged form, but in the aftermath there is a key scene. In this regard, the anime respects and preserves preserved the flow of the source material story. It was decided that it was necessary to go with this direction in order to develop the story in a way that respects the nature of the characters. Therefore, there is absolutely no intent to oppose the law or public morals. I hope you can enjoy it as an entertaining story, i.e. a work of fiction merely set in a dream world and not reality. Bengo4.com reported that the first volume of Tone Koken's Super Cup novel does indeed state that the act is illegal and delves into detail about the protagonist's state of mind. Yeah, so, you know, calm the fuck down. Jeez. It's a fucking show, okay? Jeez. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, Sentai Filmworks reveals the dub cast for Dororo. Man, I thought this got a dub already. I didn't know it was... I thought the dub was out a while ago. Cheney Moore as Dororo. Adam Gibbs as Yakimaru. Um, excuse me. Blake Jake Blake Jackson as Tahomaru. James Belcher as Biwamaru. David Wald as Daigo Kagimitsu. Patricia Duran as Nui Nokata. Andrew Love as Hyogo. Alyssa Cuellar as Mutsu. Tai Mahani as Jukai. Antonio Lasanta as Kaname. So yeah, there you go. Funimation voice actors discuss discrimination against Asian American talent. Funimation voiceover actors Emmy Lowe, Afia Yu, and Sean Gunn spoke to IndieWire earlier this week about discrimination against Asian American actors in the film and voiceover industries. The discussion was prompted by the rise in anti-Asian violence and hate speech across the United States in recent months. The actors spoke to, of their difficulties with obtaining roles because perceptions of race limit the range of suitable quote-unquote roles. Although actors are expected to play characters who match or resemble their ethnicity, those characters tend to be relatively restricted, especially among leading roles. Lowe commented on television stereotypes around Asian women who were expected to resemble Lucy Liu when she was growing up and how her parents initially discouraged her for not being pretty enough because of it. Um, anime voiceover potentially gives actors the opportunity to exert a broad range, regardless of their ethnicity and cultural background. On the other hand, the actors criticized mainstream Hollywood productions for casting A-list stars, even in English-dubbed versions of anime features like Ghibli films, arguing that the name power doesn't necessarily sell those movies. Instead, casting should be a matter of fairness. Um, you continue to say, I'm not mad if Scar ScarJo plays the major in Ghost in the Shell as long as I get a fair shot at playing Black Widow, you said. I mean, that's pretty fair. Um, you know, I'm not going to discuss this further, but I will just say that I would definitely do some reading on how Asian Americans are treated in Hollywood. Asian American actors and voice actors are treated in Hollywood before 
you come at me and say something like, oh, Sam, get out of here with that bullshit. And also, you know, remember that I'm Asian American. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like they just like get seemingly overlooked in a weird way unless they're playing a character that needs to be Asian or some weird kind of thing like that, you know, um, which is like fine. If a character needs to be Asian, then yeah, hire the Asian actor. But like, I don't know. It's, I would do some more reading on it before you, uh, you know, listen to this with crass and say like, Oh, I'm just stirring the pot or whatever. And it's like, I'm not, I'm just, these are facts. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, it's a weird kind of thing for Asian American actors and stuff. So I would, I would definitely check that out. Uh, Penguin drum crowdfunding campaign ends with over 105 million yen, um, where it's a film project commemorating the 10th anniversary of Kinu Konihiko Ikohara's Maoru Penguin drum anime. Um, yeah, dude, I think that's a compilation film project in which um, it, it's so it, it's it's aimed to put all of the the twenty four episode television series in a few films or whatever. So yeah, that could be really cool. Love Live Superstar anime premieres on July eleventh. Um, I think the girls look really cute. I hate idol anime, and I especially hate Love Live. I think Love Live is the stupidest fucking thing ever, and I hope it dies. But I do love the character designs. Um, I hope Nico Nico, whatever the fuck her name is, dies too. She's fucking stupid as fuck. And I could do a whole, like, fucking podcast, solo cast, whatever the fuck, on why idol anime sucks ass. But, like, honestly, I, you know, the reason why I report it is because I, I know I have listeners who love Love Live, and... Listen, my opinion is just that. It's my opinion. It does not mean that much. I know I'm on a podcast where my job is to give my opinion, but please do not let that stop your love of Love Live. Because I know I have a lot of friends who love Love Live and who love Idolmaster and who love D4DJ and Bang Dream and things like that. And it is no slight at them or insult to you or whatever. I just... I I have trash taste and I just don't like idol anime. <laughs> like it just I just don't I don't like it. So yeah, that is totally me. And I always like end up flaming really hard every time I bring it up. So if that upsets you, I'm sorry. No. Honestly, it's just not my thing. Idol anime just I hate it. Um yeah, dude, moving on. <laughs> Gundam Seeds film sequel. New game and new manga confirmed. It's called Gundam Seed Project Ignited. And I think it's it has new characters in it. Um, the mum, the mobile suit Gundam Seed Eclipse side story manga pictured above will launch in Japan and overseas in July as a new mobile suit variation project. The story is set in the cosmic era of so. For those of you guys who don't know, Gundam Seed is set in a new era that's not the UC or FC or anything. It's sent. It's set in an era called the cosmic era or cosmic century. The story is set in Cosmic Era 72 during what would become known as the last two years between the two wars. Some call it the time of peace on thin ice, while others call it the brief respite before the next turmoil. The story follows 17-year-old mobile suit pilot Tatsumi Hori, 19-year-old commander Miyabi Otokio, 18-year-old coordinator pilot Ken Nolan Suits, and others who risk their lives in an empty unit known as the ODR. Um... So that's Gundam Seed Eclipse. That's the manga. The Mobile Suit Gundam Seed game, uh, I think, is called... So I think the whole thing is called Project Ignited. And uh, 
I don't know what the new anime is called. I don't know what the game is called. But yeah, it's pretty exciting. I don't know if like the new anime is going to take place like after Destiny or after uh, the Astray series or whatever. I don't know that much about Gundam Seed. I watched the first Gundam Seed and then I started Destiny and then I kind of just forgot about it. I don't know. Gundam Seed was like really slow. But I do like I do like the Gundams in Gundam Seed. I love all the mechanical design in the Gundam Seed series. Japanese government extends state of emergency to June 20th in nine prefectures, which is Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka, Hyogo, Aichi, Fukuoka, Hokkaido, Okayama, and Fukushima to June 20th. Um, I guess people are, like, struggling to, like, there's there's a bunch of people protesting to delay the Olympics. Um, the Tokyo, the International Olympic Committee and the Tokyo government still intend to hold the Olympics which was already delayed from last year to be rescheduled this year, despite calls from over the majority of Japanese citizens polled and people outside of Japan to cancel the games, a fully vaccinated Australian national softball team consisting of 30 athletes and staff will be the first Olympic athletes to arrive in Japan on June 1st, setting up a training camp in Gunma. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, I feel like your citizens, I mean, and I have no opinion, obviously, because I, don't live in Japan. But I think what I'm trying to say is what I think what the Japanese people are feeling is the virus is still out there, whether people are getting vaccinated or not, it's still out there. And why do you want to take a chance of having literally hundreds of people from each country all converge here on our tiny Island, which like when you say it like that, right, it sounds bad. You know what I'm saying? So like, like, especially so, when it's just one, so like say the 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 sport is a, a a one person sport like archery, right? That person is still coming with their team of people. Okay, like it's still like they're still com- it's still coming with like like four, five, six, maybe ten people, and also a lot of countries have a team of those one person sports. I think, right? So, like, there's an archery team for the U.S., and there's three of them, and each of them have an agent. Each of them have an assistant. Each of them have their team coordinators, which is, like, 10, 12 people. That adds up, you know what I mean? So I think that's what the Japanese people are feeling. I don't know. I could be wrong on that. If I was a Japanese citizen, that's probably what I would be saying. Um, I don't know. It's It seems weird, so we'll see. Uh, Shikazakura Near Future Battle anime video op- uh, previous opening song, October debut. So here's some fall hype for you, dude. This looks like some Sentai like battle anime shit. It looks super sick, honestly. And it, the character design is okay. I mean, it's not that hype. Um, I mean, some of the characters are actually really cool looking, but like some of them are whatever. The main character looks lame as fuck, honestly. But this looks super cool. I'm excited to see. It, this looks like some straight up like Power Ranger Sentai shit. It looks super dope. Get a Robo Arc anime. July 4th debut. The official website for the television anime Get a Robo Arc, the last manga in the iconic Get a Robo Super Robot manga series by Kenny Shikawa, began streaming a new promotional video for the anime on Friday. The video previews the anime's opening theme song, Bloodlines Ume no Kato. Um, dude, yeah, this is, this is exciting. 
This is fucking hype. Um, the manga story centers on the conflict against the Andromeda country, the new enemy of humanity that seeks to destroy the source of the Getter Rays that has devastated its civilization from Armageddon, I believe. Hope rests on the titular Getter Robo Arc robot, but the appearance of another mysterious Getter Robot piloted by the son of Ryoma Nagare uh, introduces another complication to conflict. Uh, Ryoma was the OG, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was the OG, and he was also in Armageddon. Also, or he's the main—he's just the main character of Armageddon, I think. He's one of the main characters in Armageddon. So yeah, that's woo shit. I've seen Armageddon, so if this has like, if this is like related to that one, I'm hype as fuck, dude. Get a Robo is like one of my favorite things ever. I should read the manga, like, for real. Get a Robo is up there for me. I love Get a Robo. Uh, Yugo Kobayashi's Aoshi Soccer Manga gets Spring 2022 and 2022 TV anime. Uh, Shogaku Shogakukan revealed on Friday that Yugo Kobayashi's Aoshi Manga is inspiring an anime that will premiere in spring. The manga centers on third-year middle school student Ashito Aoi, who lives in Ihime Prefecture. Ashito is a strong town in soccer, but he tries to hide it. Due to his very straightforward personality, he causes a disaster that serves as a huge setback for him. Then, Tatsuya Fukuya, a veteran of the Strong J Club team in Tokyo City, Asperion, the coach of the club's youth team, appears in front of Ashito, and he sees that Ashito has his talent and invites him to try out for the youth team in Tokyo. So yeah, there you go. Uh, she professed herself pupil of the Wise Man anime, which is premiering in 2021. I don't think it says when. Uh, it does not say. But Funimation describes the story as she professed herself pupil of the wise man follows Sakimori Kagami, a young man who spent four years perfecting his avatar in the online VR MMORPG Arc Arch Earth Online, going by the name Dunbalf. He's known across the land of his of this virtual world. But one night before bed, Kagami uses an in-game vanity that case Vanity case that's about to expire, opting to create his ideal version of a female Dunbalf avatar for fun. Waking up, he's surprised to find that he's now in the body of the avatar he created the night before, and he'll have to work his way from the bottom up. So she's a young dude. So he's a young dude playing an old dude who was now playing a young girl who was still that old dude. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's a video game video game world anime, and his avatar gets messed up. So yeah. Uh. Ida Ten Deities and Peaceful Generation anime trailer, July premiere, so summer premiere. This anime looks kind of cool, actually. I this is the first time I'm hearing about it. It's called Ida Ten Deities and the Peaceful Generation, uh, based on a mango, based on a manga, mango chutney. Uh, I like this artwork, dude. This artwork is like that simple, kind of bold style that I like. Um. Cool Kyoshinja launched the manga in Young Animal Magazine in 2018. The manga is a remake of Amahara's online manga of the same name. The manga's third volume shipped on August 2020. The fourth volume will ship June 29th. In the manga's story, gods appeared when humanity was on the verge of destruction due to the work of demons. Deities called Idaten fought and sealed away the demons 800 years ago. Nowadays, the Ida Ten have no fighting experience and they live peaceful lives. But now the demons are reviving and the battle between gods, humans, and demons is about to begin. 
So yeah, it seems like a simple story, but it could be really cool. I mean, it looks really nice. I really like the way this looks. So, um, Inuyasha teams up with DJ Steve Aoki for a limited apparel collection, um, exclusively through Dim Mock's website. Yeah, if you've never heard of Dim Mock, dude, they're like a merchandise company, and they make clothes, and they've done a bunch of stuff with like, they do like crossover things with like series and stuff, and they've done a bunch of stuff with Steve Aoki. They do his his tour merch. It's no secret that Steve Aoki is just a huge fucking nerd. So, I mean, yeah, these look really cool. Um, there's, like, a tie-dye shirt with Seshomaru on it, and super dope. So, yeah, if you just go to uh, com, you can uh, purchase it, purchase a shirt. Um, I can never purchase these shirts because I need, like, a, a 50X, and they only go up to 2X. So, what, are you calling me fat? Anyway, Virtual Crunchyroll Expo hosts Japanese bands Burnout Syndromes, Seven Billion Dots, Magic of Life, and Rhythmic Toy World. Yeah, dude, that's pretty cool. So the Crunchyroll is going to be a virtual event and uh, announced on March 12th that it's going to be virtual and it'll be free. Uh, Customers who rolled over their tickets from Expo in 2020 can roll them over again for next year's in-person event. So there you go. Uh, Netflix anime premieres Save the Cat Goes Anime Storytelling Edutainment Series on YouTube. Netflix's anime and Netflix anime's YouTube channel began streaming on Thursday the first episode of a new edutainment series titled Save the Cat Goes Anime. The series examines anime on Netflix such as The Seven Deadly Sins, The Whisker Away, Devil Man Crybaby, and Beastars, applying principles of storytelling outlined in Blake Snyder's Save the Cat books and program. So yeah, it's pretty nifty if you want to take a watch take a watch at that. Uh, the first episode features Aki Dearest, who is, uh, I believe they're another Anituber. DigiCharit franchise to host big news live stream on June 12th. So if you're a fan of DigiCharit, or Car- is it DigiCharit or DigiCharit? Anyway, I'll keep you updated on that uh, as we get new updates. So yeah. Gundam 0080 War in the Pocket gets new manga centered on Chris. The July issue of Kadokawa's Gundam Ace magazine teased on Wednesday that Hiroyuki Tamakoshi's is launching a new manga based on the Mobile Suit Gundam 0080 War in the Pocket OVA series in the magazine's next issue on June 26. The new manga will take the perspective of Chris in the story. Um, yeah, Chris is the... Uh, she's the Federation pilot in Gundam 0080 War in the Pocket. If you've never seen Gundam 0080 War in the Pocket, I highly recommend that you do. It's it's absolutely crazy. It's one of the it's one of my favorite Gundam stories out there. It's widely regarded as like one of the best Gundam stories by Gundam fans. So, and there's a reason why. Um this week's chapter of Tokyo Revengers was the mark of the final arc. So, chapter 207 came out this past Wednesday and it is the chapter that enters the final arc of the manga. And I got to say, you know, I, I was afraid at some point they were going to keep dragging this along and along and along and along and along. And you know what? They're not. I, I, I'm glad that they're finally entering the final arc. Could I have done with another hundred chapters? You know, I totally would have. This is probably a manga that I wouldn't have mind if they kept dragging it along, but at the same time, 
given the circumstances and like the premise of like you know Takamichi and all that I mean you, you can't drag it along too much you know what I mean so um, I'm happy sad at the same time definitely bittersweet Lupin the third franchise gets six anime series for this 50th anniversary um, Lupin the third part six to commemorate the original anime's 50th anniversary uh, TMS Entertainment streamed a promotional video yeah man um, there's not really a title to it yet. I think they're just calling it part six. Um, you know, part four had the Laventura Italiana, which is, uh, you know, part four. Um, and then part five came out. When did part five came out? Oh, 2017, 2016. No, 2017. Oh, no, Part 5 came out in 2018, sorry, which I did not watch, by the way. So, yeah, Part 6 is coming out. There you go. Record of Ragnarok anime coming to Netflix, and it has a June 17th global debut. So that means on June 17th, everyone gets it, so that's super dope. Can't wait to see that. Uh, Noxie was doing live readings of the manga on their Twitch channel, and, dude, I like can say is and i you know i i know that's not gonna be too bad of a spoiler for me i don't think um but poseidon dude whoa shut just calm the fuck down common writer super sentai crossover anime anniversary film features 83 heroes the official website for saber plus zenkai superhero senki this year's crossover film of the common writer and super sentai franchises began streaming a teaser trailer uh, for the film on Sunday, and the video reveals the film's July 22nd opening date. There is literally, like, the teaser trailer for it is not really a teaser. It just shows a bunch of images within, uh, in, in you know, a bunch of photos and stuff. It's, it's, it's shown literally every Red Ranger, every Kamen Rider, it looks nuts. You know what I mean? Like, this is going to be super crazy. I'm just curious at what the villain is for this bitch. I mean, it's Super Sentai's 45th anniversary and Kamen Rider's 50th anniversary. So it's just, you have to do it. You got to do it. You know what I mean? So it's going to be crazy. Starting Gate, Uma Musumi Pretty Derby Manga reaches climax of final arc. There you go. Um... If you're reading that manga, by the way, because you're big Uma Musume fans, it's entering the final arc. Let's go! Um, that being said, that is the last of the anime news. That's all I got for you tonight, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and gals and non-binary pals. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening every week. I love doing this. You know I love doing this. I love it. I fucking love it. I love you guys. I love you guys so much. And again, really happy to everyone who came out to the 300th episode live stream. And just for those who continue to listen every week and give us the good, the good vibes and the, all the love. I, I hear it. I feel the love. Like I honestly feel the love every week. Um, every time I, <coughs> excuse me, every time I'm, every time I'm uploading to to the the pod, you know, the RSS feed. And I hit publish or, you know, whatever. It just, I feel it. I feel it. I'm like, I know people are going to listen to this one. They're going to laugh. They're going to laugh at this part where Nick is yelling at Danny. They're going to laugh at this part where Danny's yelling at me. 
And I get so many comments about Danny and Nick and how amazing they are and how funny they are. And it just makes me feel good, man. I, I, I love those two to death, and they just they just kill it for me every time. I love it. And they put up with my crap. And I swear, the, 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 we feel the love, though, honestly. And it's just amazing. So thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening every week. I love you. Um, make sure you check out LingusineAnimeSummit.net. You can find everything right there. Join us on Discord. Manga Book Club is happening and everything. So we always talk on there. I'm always on there just hanging out so you can talk to me and stuff. Um, that being said, I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast.